with everyone's permission, hope everyone's doing well. Happiest Tuesday. Today's shiur is dedicated to Nishmat Shalom Ben Eliyahu, Zerubavel Ben Gabriel, Tivia Bat Mashiach, Tamara Bat Mashiach, Yosef Ben Nisan, Yorah Bat Yitzchak, Benjamin Ben Yitzchak, Yehuda Ben David, Yehuda Ben David, Rinat Malka Badan, Shimon Ben Yishael, Yitzchak Ben Shalom, Yaakov Ben Moshe, Yoav Ben Mashiach, Yehuda Ben David, Yosef Ben David, and also for the Rupa Shlema Av, Rachel Bat Chana, Shemuel Ben Rachel, Esther Bat Chana, Dan Ben Esther, Yehuda Ben Esther, Yosef Ben Yafa, Nisan Ben Chana. So we're learning about loans. So Peleoetz got into uh, the concept, the, the idea of wills, and how a person should not rely only on his children to be giving tzedakah from the money that he leaves them, but also you for yourself, for your own neshama. Don't don't leave your neshama naked. Don't leave your neshama naked. Don't go naked. Take it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. Take take the zechut yourself and create a loan fund for tzedakah or a tzedakah from from your own will. So just to explain the whole sugya a little bit better uh, from yesterday. So the Gemara says that as a general principle, a person is only allowed to give up to 20% um, of his net assets slash income um, to tzedakah. A person is not allowed to give more than 20% lest lest he become in need himself, mm-hmm. because maybe at at that point you give so much tzedakah, nothing for yourself. You you have nothing left for yourself. So there's a limit, even to how much tzedakah a person is allowed to give. That's what Pelayet was saying yesterday. There's a limit to how much you're allowed to give. The Gemara says In everything there's limit. Everything, everything there, there is are, limit. There are boundaries. The Gemara says, however, there are exceptions to that rule. There are exceptions to the 20% rule. One of the exceptions to the 20% rule is when a person is writing his will. At the time of a person's death, when a He's person allowed. passes on to the next world, because you're not going to become in need. You can't take it with you. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not going to be in need yourself at any point. So because of that, a person's allowed to give. The Gemara tell, tells a story of Mor Ukva, a certain rabbi, Mor Ukva, that he gave uh, more than 20%, but there's, uh, there are different nuschaot, um, it's a Gemara Ktubot, there are different texts over how much did he give, did he give, uh, up to 50%, did you, there are different opinions exactly, um, or was the Gemara just saying more than 20%. The problem is, is that a person is not allowed, it's prohibited from the Torah, to give ev- all of your will to tzedakah. You're not, al- you're not you allowed to, to give all to your of children. your will you because them. there's a prohibition in the Torah, the Ha'avir Nachala. There's a prohibition to not give to your inheritors. What if you don't have inheritors? You have to, you have to give to it's those. Fine, that, there's no, there's, an there's, a, there's always an inheritor. Oh, because, you know, oh, maybe the there's a line. The Torah has a line. If a person doesn't have children, it goes to. Uh, no, there's an order to, to. But a person has to give to his inheritors. How much are you required to, to give to your inheritors? So that there's a three way machloket based on that opinion of the Gemara. Is it 50%? Um, or, or is it, uh, or is it two, uh, a third or two thirds? Or according to Rav Moshe Feinstein, which we quoted yesterday, a person only has to leave something significant uh, for his inheritors. What's Everything is what's, what's, what's something significant. <laughs> so, so he oh. said, in his time, sixty-seven years $1, ago, one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars was leaving something significant per child. <laughs> per child. Curiosity question: Is there uh, any halacha regarding inheritance tax? we have to pay, is this net 
the tax? I mean, is, oh, there, is there, is there uh, consideration for actual tax on inheritance in a Jewish law or no? I'm just curious. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, meaning, I mean, yeah, it's after the tax. The same as income. Yeah. Same as income tax. I think it would be the same thing the after taxes. Is it a myth to is, pay the taxes? There is a general law in 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 halakha which says dina dina, which says that you have to follow the laws of the government that you live under, as long as they're not going against the laws of the Torah. As long as they're but in general we're required to follow the laws. If they place a tax on us, we're required to, to pay those taxes as well. Going it's against the laws the, of the Torah within that category or in general? Unless it's not going against the law, unless it's not a law which... They, you know, they, if, if they tell us you have to work on Shabbat, we're Jewish, we can't, we can't is, work is on Shabbat. Is it a mitzvah or is it a chiyuv to make, you have to make a tzvah? Is it a mitzvah to make a tzvah or you, it's like something that's... that's uh, if a person doesn't do it, then it, it goes, it, it creates problems and it, it goes to... His sons only, not his daughters, and his laws of the Torah yeah. and all of that. Yeah, you have to, you have to create, and a person has to know whenever you you create a will for yourself that you also are not allowed to leave a will. You know, according to the Torah, you're not allowed to leave a will. It doesn't work because the Torah already gives it out for you. You have to give it as a gift from a moment before you die. Wow. That's how it has to be written. It has to be written the halachic will. Yeah, the lawyer has to know that the way you have to write it is. That this inheritance, or I'm giving this gift from from a moment before I pass away, from the moment before I pass away, because as long as you're alive, you can give gifts to whoever you want. You can do whatever you want. But not after. But after a person passes away, the Torah already tells you what you have to do and where it actually. Can you? Can you? Wow. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. Can you give it to somebody else? It's not but it's not your. So you have to, so this is the thing, you have to leave some to your children. And in general, uh, so Rabbi Ben Chaim said it should be at least 50%, up to 50%. Meaning that tzedakah, if a person wants to give tzedakah or other people, only up to 49%, or, you know, you give to don't, tzedakah Don't make it way that your children are going to But 50% has, to go, has to go to your children. Don't make a will, they'll change the wording of the will, or form the Jewish law. Yes. I remember something. When, I mean, I did. Yeah. So it has to be done in a way which it says that it's being given as a gift from a moment before I pass away. While I'm still alive, mm -hmm. I'm giving it as a gift while I'm still alive. Because uh, if not, then it has to go because back to Torah. Because yeah, the boys, right. The right. Because and after and that, from when a person passes away, that's the the first it goes to the wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't worry, don't worry. Oh, are you Let's assuming you die first? <laughs> so so here, so Pele Yoetz's <laughs> advice. Pele Yoetz's <laughs> advice. So you have. 51% that you have to give, let's say we're following the Chida, the Birkei Yosef, yes. not Rav Moshe Feinstein, the Birkei Yosef, that the advice is that you should leave 51% uh, to your children at least. So up to 49% you can give out. So Pele Yoetz is saying that at the very least 10%, at the very least the Maaser, if not more, at the very least Maaser, you give yourself to tzedakah or set aside for tzedakah or for, uh, for loans that are being given for tzedakah. Don't leave it for your children to, to give tzedakah on your behalf. Hopefully they will also. Hopefully yes. Hashem, they'll also give tzedakah. But you yourself do it with security. It's so, and it should be in a fund that you know. Separate account. Yeah, a sep separate, separate account. account. A sep separate, separate, account. separate fund that is investing only in things that uh, will make money, even if it's a small percentage, but not taking risks 
uh, it shouldn't lose. Ve'atertov, and I give you even better advice, says Peleyoet, imyaniach is a karka, buy a property, and leave the property for tzedakah. Right? <laughs> leave the, right? That's better, he's saying. He's saying that's even better. If you buy a, buy a property and leave the property for a charity organization or for the synagogue or for, for some kind of tzedakah, so in the Indian, it's always yeah. going to be there. It's always going to be there. Exactly. You can't steal it. Very big difference. So if that property is going to be an income-producing property and that money is always always going, even better. If that money, they build on it something for the charity organization. They build a soup kitchen there. They build a... Uh, they build a synagogue there, and it's always fun. being used, and it's always being used for it. For it's a synagogue, to, to, even to, better. It's always on a bed midrash, you build a yeshiva, oh. and they're, they're learning Torah there all the time. Is, is there anything better than that? Right? And your neshama is always benefiting from the Torah that's being learned there. It's brilliant. At that point, right, a person will, will feel bad that he couldn't do more. His neshama will only feel, wow, it's a so good. they're learning Torah for me all the time in the place that I built. Right? If only I would have done more, if only I could have made more. But even this you have to think about and you need uh, uh, to, way, to use, way, your, yeah. use your judgment. If a person has children that are that are scholars and are, and are poor and they're in need. So you're, you, you owe your children first. You owe your children first and maybe it's best to invest in them if you know that they're scholars. Now, this is very important. When a person comes to give a loan, back to regular loans, we're giving, we're giving in our lifetime. You have to fulfill that which the rabbis instructed. The rabbi said, wow. It is prohibited by the Chachamim to sell. Uh, sorry, to give a loan without witnesses. You, you, need, witness. Witness. you need a document and have the witnesses sign it. You have to have a contract, you have right. to have them. You don't, want, you don't want people to know that you're doing this. So he says, if Maybe a person. It's embarrassing for the person. The person so, if a per- so, as we're going to well, we see at the end. We learned it. It's, so, it's we're going to see to where Pele is. Somebody doesn't know. You have to have it written down. That's so, it. we're going to see Pele is going to get to this. If it's something that you don't care about the money or the money doesn't matter okay. to you and okay. you're basically just doing tzedakah yes. and, it, and it doesn't and bother you, it's fine. I look at it that Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, but when it gets to he's just talking about here. It's uh, if you care about the money, if you care about your money, you're doing a mitzvah. You're helping somebody. You're giving. You're you're laying out money for them. You're giving them a loan. But you want the money back. If you care about the money at all, if you care about the money at all, then you always sign a contract. You bring witnesses and you sign a contract. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's friends. It doesn't matter if it's family. No, it doesn't matter. Just sign a contract. You have to sign a contract and bring two witnesses. And if a person lends money without witnesses, Over is violating a pro, uh, the Chachamim said he's violating a prohibition of the Torah. You put a stumbling block in front of a blind person, because right? that person says, "Well, oh, okay, there's no witnesses, no proof. Okay, I don't need to pay back. <laughs> he has no proof against me. He can't bring me to court. He can't do anything." <laughs>
It's a problem. I, I've, I've, I had cases like this that people told me personally. They said, and I lent somebody money, I trusted him, or somebody I knew was this and that, and, and now they're not paying me back. Did you, did you sign a contract? Did you bring witnesses? Somebody trusted it. You forgot about it. So, you bring a curse upon yourself. If a person lends money without a contract, at least something in writing with two, and it doesn't have to be a, a professional contract every time, but at least something in writing that that you sign, the two witnesses sign. Do not give any loan. Pragmatia is business. Any, yes, any yes. type of business that you're doing. At the very least, you put something in writing that is like a contract. That should be in place of a contract. That two witnesses. With two witnesses. According to Jewish law, you always need two witnesses. I don't know about New York State law, but I know Jewish, but Jewish law, you always need two witnesses to uh, I think according to New York law, maybe even one witness is enough. Yeah. But, uh, but Jew, follow Jewish law. Two witnesses. You have two witnesses signed. Two kosher witnesses. Notary public, technically. That a person should have the authority with that contract even to collect from his... From, from his orphan kids, wow. from his orphan, if the if the person passes away, it should be written in the contract that I can collect from your property, I can collect from anywhere. But what about the seven year? You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, no, obviously you can't go against Shmita. Yeah, you can't go against so the Torah. A, you, know, you can't. Uh, but but Pelayot is saying that cover your bases here. Cover your bases with them. And don't care about paying the lawyers. Yeah, we're gonna, you know what, I'm going to save money. We're going to save money by not... Yeah, by, by, going to pay ten times more later. <laughs> yeah. We're going to save money by not paying the lawyers. No, pay the lawyers. Write the contract. Wow. Oh, you'll know that small. Or yeah. learn how to write yourself. If you don't know how to write, learn how to learn. Learn how, learn how to write. come up, I mean, Unfortunately, there are many stories, says Peleoet. Many times there were stories that happened, instances that happened that, unfortunately, were not pure. Not a person trusted. Oh, it's, it's my friend. It's my family. Their family. They're asking, eh, but they cared about the money. Uh, and then he wasn't able to collect it. Because there was no proof, no witnesses, no nothing signed. Then he grinds his teeth. And he cries out, and there's nobody to save him. And he deserved to lose his money. <laughs> Why? Because you should have listened to the rabbis. And you deserve to lose them. So there's a beautiful story. We'll finish off with a beautiful story in the Gemara. That um, that a few of the students, they come to Rav Asheh. Rav Asheh was the, the Gdolador. And they said, you know, there's a rabbi, Ravina. He follows Chachamim to the T on everything. He, he knows Halakha better than anybody else. So Rav Asheh says, okay, let's test him. So how is he going to test him? Right? You know, he's going to test them on the laws of tefillin. He's going to test them hey, on uh, on the prayers, on what do you say here and on what do you loans. say there, what are you there. On the loans. So he sends him on Erev Shabbat, right? On, on Friday afternoon, right before Shabbat, while everybody is busy. I need a $500 loan. Can, can, you, can you send me a $500 loan? For Shabbat. Is right? Then before Shabbat, everybody's very busy. Ravina sends him back. Send me two witnesses. We'll sign the document. Right, <laughs> he sent, sent me two witnesses. So Rav Asher sends him. He says, well, "What do you mean?" He says, "I'm a rabbi. You don't trust me." 
I'm a rabbi. I'm, I'm the greatest rabbi of the generation. He's the Gdol Ador. The Gdol Ador, the greatest rabbi of the generation. And uh, you're not, you're not going to give him? He says, I'm a rabbi. You don't trust me? So Ravina says, you're a rabbi. I trust you even less. Why? Why? Because he says, because you're always learning Torah. Your mind is always uh, in the Gemara. You're always it? busy with the affairs of the community. There's so much, so much on your head. You're you going to forget. forget. You're going to forget. We need witnesses. We need a contract. And, <laughs> and we have to sign. He says, see, he knows halacha. This rabbi knows halacha. Wow. Halacha says, even to a great this rabbi. About, right? Not just family. About, 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 not. Ravina and Rabbi Sheh, the, the authors yeah, of the Gemara. These are the authors of the Gemara. It's a Gemara and Baba Metziah. Baba Metziah. The little red fish <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. So what did Chachamim teach us? You give a loan. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter its family, its friends. Who it unless, you unless you're giving it really as a Again, tzedakah. unless you're giving it as a tzedakah. He's going to say it soon. He's going to say it later. Unless you're really giving it as a tzedakah. You really no, don't care. You're about the money, you're not expecting about. But if you care about the money, if the money is important to you in any way, always write bring contract. Yeah. Write it down. Or take a right? two in it. Exactly. Other, otherwise, a person ends up. What about taking a yeah, You end up grinding your teeth, and Peleo it says you deserve to lose the money. You deserve to lose the money because you didn't follow the rabbis. What about Mashkon? Amen. Amen. Next point tomorrow. Tomorrow he's going to talk about collateral.